You know, for the past uh, four weeks, or past few weeks, we've looked at the ugliness that can take place during the holidays. And today, I want to look at the ugly actions that takes place. You know, during all seasons, we have to be mindful of our actions. There are things that we do and that can not be so nice sometimes, right? But Christmas is a season when we can make conscious decisions to bless people because of the blessing that God gave us by sending Jesus to earth. And we have the ability to live like Jesus, but often we end up acting like an ugly Christmas sweater. Anybody uh, have a favorite ugly Christmas sweater? Uh, and you, you know that it, sometimes it, it can get ugly. Have you, if you've ever seen this movie, I want to show you this scene from Jingle All the Way. Oh, that's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> but it's at Christmas time when we often see the best of humanity and the worst at humanity, right? All at one time. We celebrate the birth of our Savior in a dimly lit room with candles and we sing Silent Night. And suddenly, the next day, many of us join in with the rest of the country pushing and fighting for the newest iPhone at Best Buy and arguing over all kinds of things, right? How is it that these two extremes happen all at once? The Bible tells us that we have two natures constantly warring 
against one another. One nature inspires us to love people around us and live humbly, while the other nature causes us to want to look out for ourselves first while pushing others down. And this battle begins when we're very young, and unfortunately, it does not get any easier as we grow older. But by the grace of God and His Spirit living inside of us, we can grow to treat others the way that God would treat them. Amen? Paul wrote the book of Colossians. You can go ahead and turn with me if you'd like to the book of Colossians. I'll be there in a moment. But he wrote the book of Colossians as a letter to the people that were living in Coloss. And the Colossians are a lot like you and me in that they were a group of people who were trying to figure out what it looked like to love people well in light of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And somehow, in some way, the sacrifice of Christ should have a profound impact on us, you and me, as followers of Jesus. If not, if we never make the shift from being ugly Christmas sweaters to something more beautiful, then it's time for our ugly actions to become godly actions. And so here are two truths this morning to remember during the Christmas season. Number one, people do crazy things in the name of Christmas. Do we not agree? I mean, think about it. What do we do? We take several days before Christmas. We go and we get this tree. We put it up in our in our in our uh, living room, we put lights around it, we put these balls on it, these different, uh, some of you may even string popcorn, we used to do that when I was a kid, uh, you may make your own homemade decorations, whatever you do, you decorate this tree, and you do it 30 days out, right? And then you go out and you take these lights and these different yard ornaments and you sprinkle them all over your yard and we spend all this time and all, we do some crazy things all in the name of Christmas, right? And so all these decorations, we drag all this out, we put it all on the front lawn, and we do it all for one month. <laughs> and then we throw it all back up in the attic, and we start all over in 11 months from now. Do we not? Uh, I do it too. So, uh, But there is something about this time of year that causes people to reorient their entire lives around the holidays. Our, some people will do everything focused on the end of November and all of December. And this one holiday, it causes schedule changes, it causes attitude changes, and it definitely causes budget changes, right? Can I say, can we get an amen, right? So why? All because it is simply Christmas. And as Paul is writing to the Colossians, he's making a plea for the followers of God to reorient their lives in the same kind of way. To be willing to live in unique and countercultural ways because of the love of God. And, and Paul, he's very persuasive in telling his audience that there can be no more excuses for not living life God's way. He expects it. And he says it this way. If you are at Colossians, go to chapter 3. I'm going to read several verses. I'm going to read one real quick. But he says this in Colossians 3, verse 17. He says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So Paul, 
He has this long discussion. And then he shares his final thoughts with his readers with this verse. Everything that we do in life, whether it is in word, everything that we say, what we talk, what we say, or in the things that we do, our deeds, the deeds that we do, it needs to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so my question is, if we are to ask, I think we could ask ourselves, how much of our life? Well, guess what? It's all of it. All of our life. All of our lives should be lived in the name of Jesus. So how are you doing with this? If you were to look over the past month, how much of your life is lived based on your relationship with Jesus? What percentage of your words and deeds are centered on Christ? More often than not, our actions don't always necessarily look like Jesus and are rather selfish and self-serving. I, I can say that I've even done that some. Paul tells us to make sure our actions are reflective of the fact that we are grateful for God's grace in our lives. I'm so thankful for God's grace. Amen? And so when we give thanks for all God has already given us, then we are more ready to treat others with love and respect, all in the name of Jesus. Think about it. What kind of intention does it take to wear a grayed out to a party? Yeah, what do we do? We go to our closet. We start looking, don't we? You got a Christmas party coming up. You may look at your sweater, that ugly, beautiful sweater, your favorite ugly sweater because they're probably having some ugly Christmas party. And that's the way we should be. The same kind of intention should be that uh, when we have towards our relationship with God and towards living a life toward, as God's people. We don't just wake up each day with godly actions instead of ugly ones, do we? It has to be intentional. It's our choice. We have to make a choice to do this. And living the way that Paul tells us to live is a lot like choosing a Christmas sweater. So the second thing this morning, you pick your outfit. No matter what kind of crazy sweater someone chooses to wear, they pick it, don't they? I remember several years ago, I don't know if y'all remember the dinosaur that I wore. We were at Walmart, I think it was. This has been years ago. I've had this sweater for years. And I saw it. As soon as I saw it, I knew that's the one I want. I liked it. I liked dinosaurs. I liked, you know, the, the disco ball. I thought it was funny. And they made it a nice touch. So I took some time to pick out this sweater. And Paul writes to the Colossians, and he gives them this insight for the kinds of of actions their lives exemplify. Let's go back to verse 12, Colossians chapter 3. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, if you were to work, look up the Greek word for clothe or put on, it's the word in, in duo, E-N-D-U-O. And so in, in duo literally means to sink into a garment or to cover yourself. Y'all remember several years ago, the Snuggie? You know, the blanket with sleeves? You'd, you'd literally, like, you know, engulf yourself in this, what's that hoodie thing? The comfy. There's this thing now you actually pull over your head, and it's like a giant blanket that you put over your head. It's, I guess, the upgraded version of the Snuggie, you know? But uh, literally, you are 
in clothing yourself. You're sinking into that garment to cover yourself. And this is an active word that Paul is using. He's painting us a picture. He's painting his readers, all of us that have read this. He's painting us a picture. And in order for us to love people well and not act like an ugly Christmas sweater, we must intentionally put on new and better kinds of actions. The kind of intention it, ta intention it takes to pick out a great Christmas service suit or Christmas morning pajama set. Bill had a great suit. I mean, it won him the, the ugly prize, right? And so uh, uh, Christmas morning pajamas, anybody have those set? You know, um, we had an exciting morning. We woke up late and we still were able to take showers, open gifts, and get here by 9.30 or, yeah, 9.30, yeah. So it was an interesting morning for us, but uh, you do not just wake up each day with godly actions and avoid ugly actions, right? We make the decision each day how we will treat others, how we treat our spouses is important, how we treat our children is important, how we treat our friends is important. And Paul lists out what kinds of actions the Spirit requires of us. And look at what he says to clothe ourselves with. First, he says, clothe yourselves with compassion. Compassion, what is that? It's the ability to see a situation from someone else's vantage point. To feel what someone else is feeling. Compassion is what leads people to serve others or to give sacrificially. Compassion is the key to changing a broken world. And this takes a selfless attitude and it results in people actually listening to one another. I don't have to agree with you to listen to me. Did you hear me? I don't have to agree with you to listen to me. And I think that's something that we can do. I think we can do more of is listen to one, each, one another. Paul tells us to clothe ourselves with kindness. Kindness sounds like a simple word, but it is much harder to actually live out. Kindness is what happens when we are always looking for practical ways to serve one another, like mowing a neighbor's yard, buying groceries for a family under financial strain, or writing a letter just because you want to bless someone. Kindness is saying the right thing at just the right time or taking action when you are in a position to make a difference. Kindness is doing the right thing to positively impact those around you. Can I just say that this last Friday we had an opportunity to show kindness to people in our community. There was, we fed about 150 people at Hope Campus Friday. Can I tell you, that place was packed. I'd never seen that many people. They were, because it was so cold, and they'd come in, and they let them come in, and they, they were lining the walls, and I mean, they were, they were everywhere to try to get them in out of the cold. Kindness is just doing something for someone else that you may not always necessarily, you may not always know why you're doing it, but it's showing that kindness. Paul tells us to clothe ourselves with humility. What is humility? It's not thinking less of yourself. That's not what humility is. Humility is thinking about yourself less. Think about that. Humility is taking on the kind of mentality that Jesus taught us and he modeled for us. Self, selfishness is ugly and is the basis of all sinful action. Humility, that is the way in which sin is overcome and the way of Jesus is made 
a reality, learning how to humble ourselves and, and show humility. Then Paul also tells us to clothe ourselves with gentleness. And this comes from a word meaning controlled strength. This word, it's not about weakness. It is about power. And this power comes from the Spirit of God living inside of us. It helps us control our impulses. In gentleness, our actions express themselves in service to the weak and powerless among us. And this is not a word that describes a wimp. You hear me? But it describes someone who's not afraid to step into injustice or brokenness to instigate change. And then Paul also tells us to clothe ourselves with patience. I struggle here. I would be wrong. I'd be wrong if I told you I didn't. But this word, it can be translated as long-suffering. It means to put up with something for a long time before getting angry or giving up. Clothing yourself in patience allows you to love people who are hard to love and serve people who are hard to serve. Amen? Patience is the key to becoming someone who looks like Jesus. Because spiritual maturity does not happen overnight. And let me just say, none of these attributes come naturally to us. We must choose them and put them on. We have to clothe ourselves with them. Let me finish up Colossians chapter 3, or the, 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 our few verses, 12 through 14. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Look at verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Verse 14. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Think about your favorite ugly sweater for just a moment. You wear it all the time to all the parties, and then one day it gets a snag. Oh, man. You carefully try to pull it, to snip it off, you know what I'm talking about, or to tie it up, only to find that if you pull it anymore, the whole sweater could possibly just come unraveled. A dangerous moment. It's the moment that you realize everything in that sweater is connected. Every thread is part of another thread. And can I tell you this this morning? The same is true for the Christian. All of the things that Paul says is the, in these verses have a common thread, and that thread is love. He says, above all else, put on and clothe yourself in love. This action gives life to every other one without love all the other attitudes unravel and they mean nothing the christmas season it's all about a god who loved us enough to send his own son to us to save us therefore it makes sense love would be the binding attribute for us to love others with godly actions did you know that love is a verb in order to really love others we have to put love into action. To move from ugly actions to godly ones starts with love. The word Paul used for love in our Colossians passage is a very specific word. It is the Greek word agape, and it means a sacrificial love. Agape is a love that will cost us something. The question is, 
Are we willing to pay the cost to live with love? We cannot just say we love people. We must show we love people through our actions. I could think of different circumstances where someone says I love you, but then shows completely different. But if we're going to live with love this Christmas season, it must start with God's love. We must first realize that God truly loves us. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. The first one you probably know really well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But I like 17 just as much. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You see, God himself was motivated by love. This love prompted Jesus to come to earth in the first place. God did not send Jesus to come and condemn the world, but he came to rescue it. Amen? And every action that Jesus takes throughout his life and his ministry, even in his death and resurrection, it's based upon a love for all of humankind. Amen? 1 John chapter 4, verse 8-12 through 12 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us us we have the incredible opportunity to love people around us in loving others we make god evident to a world that we cannot see him the mark of a christian is someone who is dedicated to embracing god's amazing love for us and allow this love to overflow it's so important that we learn to love. Love is action. Therefore, today, Christmas Day, and I say not even just today, but the rest of this week, I want to challenge all of us to choose one person or one family to offer sacrificial love to, to put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience in the way we treat them. Amen? It could be a stranger. It could be a neighbor. It could be a brother or a sister. But let's show love today and this week. Can we stand this morning? I want to pray for each of you. Pray blessings for you during this time. I know some of you, this can be a difficult time. Some of you, this can be a joyous time. But I want you just to remember what we are to do as God's children. We are to show love. Let's pray. God, I pray for every individual that's here, God. I pray that you would touch their hearts, touch their lives, that you would just move in their life this morning. God, I pray for your power and your strength to come and rest upon them. 
God, I pray that they go and they show love this week. God, I pray that they would show love to those around them. Maybe it's to their family members. Maybe it's to, maybe it's to a neighbor. Maybe it's to just a stranger. Maybe it's to somebody that run in at the grocery store, God. Or while they're out shopping tomorrow, getting the best sales, God, the best deals, they'll find somebody they can show love to. God, I just pray for your power and your strength to rest upon us to be with us. And God, we give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated for just a moment. We're going to come to a close. Let you get on with your, your wonderful day and all the time that you'll spend with family, opening gifts and having a great time. I just want to make a couple of announcements. Next Sunday, I believe that this is going to be uh, a great way to kick off our new year. We're going to have a candlelight communion service next Sunday. New Year's Day, uh, if you can be here, uh, we'll, we'll have candles and uh, we'll just have a great time. Um, but we, every year we do a candlelight communion service. And I love, this is one of my favorite services. We turn out the lights, we set candles up everywhere. Everybody's got candles. And it's just neat, the atmosphere that's in this place. And so uh, I want you to be here. Bring a friend, bring a family member. Uh, we will uh, have our candlelight communion service. We won't have kids' service. We will have nursery, but we won't have uh, kids in the back. We'll all we'll bring the kids out here. The kids like having the candles, or the we're going to have some uh, glow sticks for them, uh, so uh, they like that as well. And so we'll be out here. Uh, we'll also um, uh, have some coloring pages or whatever, if 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 you know for any time that lapses, uh, that they might get a little antsy, uh, but. Uh, we're just going to have a wonderful time in here. And then also next Sunday, we're going to start our 21-day fast. And uh, and we say, well, what do you fast? You fast whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to probably fast uh, sugar or desserts or whatever. Uh, and so that's something that I, I fast. It might be, I think one year we did uh, TV maybe. Uh, we did eating out one year. You might, some people have done soda. You know, it's whatever is a sacrifice for you, you pick that. And let me encourage you to get your kids involved. Uh, we always do something that our kids can do and so we can help them and, and stuff. And it just we make it a family event. And it's just you're making a sacrifice. You're giving up something and saying, God, I'm going to pray during that time. If there's a time that you would think to go get a, uh, a soda or whatever, take a moment and say a prayer for the church. Uh, whatever it is, if, if there's a TV show that you like and you're going to fast TV, uh, take that, take a, a little bit during that time slot that you would watch that show and, and, and say a prayer for the church. So we're, we're fasting for our church. It's all about our church coming together and fasting something uh, for the church, making a sacrifice. So that starts next uh, Sunday, so be here. Also, one other thing, sign up for the Connect class on Sunday, January 15th, the class will begin at 9.30 that morning. We have a link on our church app and a link on our website for you to register for that class. Uh, we want everybody to go through this class. We will, we've opened it up for 20 people the first class. We will have another class uh, not too uh, long after that. We'll have another of this same class so that we want everybody to go through these classes. Uh, and then once we go through these classes, we're going to continue them on a regular basis. And it'll be something that, uh, you know, when new families come in, that they can be a part of these different classes. And so uh, we're going to have a series of about four different classes. 
going uh, simultaneously is our, is our goal. And uh, so that these will take place possibly on different time slots, different days, different times. So we'll have more details coming up. But the first class begins uh, January 15th. So if you'd like to be a part of that class, you can either see me to help you sign up or you can go on our church app that's on your phone or you can go uh, on our website and there is a, a link there that you can click to register for that class. Excuse me. <coughs> so, can we all stand one last time? There's no Wednesday service this Wednesday. Uh, we will not have a Wednesday night service. All classes and everything will be closed this Wednesday. If I could have a couple of guys hold the offering plate, we might just need one today, I don't know. <laughs> but the offering's at the back. We also have a, uh, a secure lockbox in the uh, foyer.